That's one thing that you guys have in common. Um, another thing you have in common is you learn, is you made a siyam on Masech Chagiga. That's another thing you have in common, which is beautiful, because uh, learning Torah keeps us alive and keeps us sane and keeps our, our, uh, our connection to, to Hashem. The other thing that is uh, the fuel uh, connected to Torah and uh, what Torah is about is uh, working on yourself. As the Ramchal says in Derech Hashem, there are two aspects to, to, to learning Torah. One aspect is Yerushamayim, that it brings a person, and it's the way that a person has Yerushamayim, he's connected to Hashem. And the second is, the second condition to access the power of Torah, says the Ramchal, is when a person works on himself. And he works on himself to be a better person. There's nothing more, more sour for somebody to see people learning Torah and they have terrible midos, to see someone learning Torah and they are disconnected from, from uh, social and from friends and from working on themselves. So I could just say that Gavriel and Moshe, it's a great way to start off the, uh, the shir this morning uh, in Rosh Chodesh Adar. It's a great way to start off because uh, one of the, one of the uh, components of Purim, which really is the power of Adar, the Simcha of Adar is Mechias Amalek and Purim, one of the um, two things that Purim has is it has Bein Adon Lamakom and it has Kabbalah Satora. Hadra Kiblua Bimeach Hashverosh, as the Gemara and Shabbat says, is that it's Kabbalah Satora. And it's also, we know, Purim is also what? Is a time where there's Leich Knosis Kol It's a time where, where people get together. So it's the highest level. It's Yom Kippurim. Yom Kippur is like Purim. Yom Kippurim. The Arizal says, Yom Kippurim. Is that Yom Kippur is like Purim. Why? Because what's the pshat? The pshat is, is that it's the climax of the relationship between Ben Adam Lamakom and Ben Adam Lechavero. And most people get one of them right. Hopefully you get one of them right. Not everybody gets both of them right. Some people get the Ben Adam Lamakom right. But their Ben Adam Lechavero is very weak. Some people have great Ben Adam Lechavero, but they can't learn Torah. Just that everyone knows. Everyone needs to know this. Uh, Gavriel wrote over the entire Masech the Chagiga uh, uh, last year. He wrote, it, he wrote it over in English, the entire Masech. There's, there's no greater thing a person could do when he's learning Torah to take it seriously like that. Moshe, I just want to say, I don't know, I, I know you guys have been learning every day in the afternoons, right? You've been learning in the afternoons. Um, and I know that Moshe is someone who, um, for years, uh, sat in Masil Sharm and still does. Still sits here. Um, he used to sit here with his computer in his first year in yeshiva, second year in yeshiva. Sit, sit with his computer, literally like, like writing down... You know, we were talking yesterday about how to integrate what we learned in Masil Sisharim. You know, to take it seriously. These are two chevra, two, two uh, pillars of this yeshiva that take both their Bein Adam L'chavero and Bein Adam L'makom seriously. So it's very appropriate that you 
went ahead and made to see him on Rosh Chodesh Adar, because it gives us, we have Baruch Shem, we have more than usual. Usually we just have two weeks till Purim. Now we have, now we have six weeks till Purim. So it gives us all the opportunity to strengthen our Torah, to strengthen our brotherly love as well, and to strengthen working on ourselves. So I just want to thank you guys for starting off the month, and I bless the entire yeshiva. We should be zocha, all of us, all of us. And if you speak to them, these guys are cool guys too. That's what I like about it, right? These guys are guys who, who, uh, who, uh, who, uh, who are, who are quote-unquote normal, as they say. Right? I don't mean you guys, quote-unquote normal, I'm saying whatever. Whatever normal, whatever normal and whatever cool is nowadays, I'm not sure, but you guys know what I mean. Is that it shows that that's gishmak to be a Yid. Moshe and Gavriel tell us that it's good to be a Yid. It's good to be a Jew. You can still be a, you can still be a, a healthy, good guy, work on yourself, and learn a lot of Torah. My, my humble blessing to you and to all of us is continue learning a lot of Torah and continue learning a lot about yourselves. Because one without the other doesn't work. The, the way to get to everything that you want in life, to riches in all areas of life, riches in all areas of life, you've got to be, you gotta be uh, focused on, on, on both, on the Torah and your own self. So, uh, so thank you guys, Mazel Tov. Thank you guys so much. Amazing. Okay, good way to start. Um, as we, we begin, took a little segue. Usually we don't start off like that, but it's good. It's fine. You guys don't have to stay. It's okay. Stay a little bit. Make a bracha. Baruch So the journey of life, Baruch Hashem, especially Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh is a very powerful time. It's a time of renewal. Every day is a time of renewal. That's the truth. Every day, a person has the ability to, to uh, renew himself. Every day, a person has the ability to, to change. And that's really what life is about. Life, is, life can be frustrating. People can be frustrating. Situations can be frustrating. And the, the avoda, the goal of each and every one of us, as long as we are on, on this planet, as long as we have the ability to be alive, is the ability for a person to, to change and to grow, which is uh, a challenge. Sometimes it's very challenging because when a, pers- when a person is in a difficult situation, so he doesn't want to be in a difficult situation. He wants everything to be just right. But the impetus... What pushes a person to grow is one's, is one's challenges. That's what helps us grow. When we have challenges, when we have problems, when we have, when we have um, uh, contradictions in our life, that really is what awakens us to grow and to change and to become better is when we see contradictions, right? I want this, but I can't, I can't get it because something's bothering me. I, I don't want to do this, but my body or something is, is uh, pushing me to do it. So when we have contradictions, that's when, that's when we get down. That's when we get upset. Um, I, uh, I'm going to share with Yehuda Siegfried. He's not here right now. Um, but I, but uh, I told him I, I didn't realize how quick I was going to share it in, uh, in, in Masil Zusharim. I had a, 
I had a dream last night, and Yehuda Zikfri told me this shot, so I'm going to share it with you because uh, it's a great shot. And he told me, I'm giving him the credit because he, he told this to me. Uh, and he told me that, how do you know the difference between your Yetzirah and your Yetzirah? Because we were talking about, last, yesterday, we were talking about um, a person um, being, being, uh, having negative things and having problems. I think Yaakov, we spoke about it. Like, how do you know when you're pushing yourself too much? How do you know when you're not pushing yourself enough? How do you know when you're pro- how do you know how to deal with your problems? So he said a great distinction that I think we've spoken about before. A person knows it's the Yet Sahara when all it's doing is not moving you forward and bringing you down and making you sad. If your problem is making you sad, if your problem is, ma- is bringing you down and your problem is not pushing you forward, then it means that you are not approaching the problem properly. And the Yet Sahara is mixing in there saying, ah, self-pity, you have all these problems. If your problems are motivating you, if your problems are motivating you and say, okay, so what did I have these problems? So what? So that problem then, I could look at it and say, good, that's so exciting. That's why I'm here on this world. The reason, right, we've said this many times, the reason a, a little child gets a bris at eight days old is to show us that point. What did, they, what did the child do? The child didn't do anything. Eight days old, you're already, you're already fixing the child. So what's the lesson? The lesson is that that's what life is about. Life is about fixing yourself. Life is that I'm not complete and I need to do something. So that motivation, the Yetzirah and the Yetzirah Tov are, are exact opposites. I, you can have two people with the same exact problem. And one guy says, Oy vey, because of my problem, I'll never be successful. Because of my problem, I'll never, ever, ever be able to to be able to be what I want to become. And the, that's the Yetzirah. The Yetzirah Tov says the exact opposite. What does the Yetzirah Tov say? The Yetzirah Tov says, no, because of my problem, that's going to help me become who I'm going to become. That's going to help me become great. And that's really the, the, the difference in how a person approaches his life. And that's what, when we talk about Hilchus Lashonara, that's why we love starting off with purity of speech, Hilchus Lashonara. Why? Because what happens when I see the negative in a person? I have two options when I see negativity in a person. Two options. I could say, it's the person. It's the person. He is problematic. He is X, Y, and Z. Or I could say, how could I learn about myself and the fact that I'm viewing this person like that? What is this situation teaching me? What is Hashem showing me by showing me this person and that I feel that I'm, that I'm, someone told me yesterday, tormentors, it's a gray line. Tormentors, a tormentor is a, is a mentor. Someone who torments you. Someone who bothers you. Really mentors you. Teaches you what it is that, that, that you can do to work on yourself. Somebody, right, we just said, Hashem li lo ira. Hashem li, Hashem is to me. Hashem is to me. Lo ira, I have nothing to worry about. Ma yasa li adam. Man can do nothing to me. Hashem li ba'ezrei. Hashem is helping me. And I think one of the tzaddikim say, Vani ere I see what my Yetzirah is. 
I see my Yetzirah through other people and I see what I have to work on. And when a person lives in that world and a person lives in the world of, you know what? Nobody can do anything to me. Nobody can hurt me. Nobody can hurt me. It's all Hashem. And when a person really, and this is a high madrega, a person goes ahead and he says, you know what? The way I grew up, the way I grew up and my parents and my, my situation that was difficult for me, that was from Hashem. That's hard. Sometimes it's hard to get to that level. But once you start saying, wait, 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 maybe everything I went through, maybe everything I went through was exactly what I was supposed to go through in order for me to learn something about myself and to become X, Y, and Z. And when a person starts thinking like that, then whoa, does he start getting excited about his life? You get excited because there's nothing that can come in your way. Because what's going to come in your way? Failure? What are you worried about failure? There's no problem with failure. What's the problem with failure? All it is is a lesson. There is no failure. All failure is is a lesson in, in what I could do better next time. There's nothing that can, that, can, that can stop a person when he thinks in those terms. I want to learn, um, we'll get some questions and comments, and then we'll do the, um, the Chavetz Chaim, where we're talking about when a person is allowed to say, not only is allowed to, he has a responsibility to say something negative about someone. Okay, so first question and comments, and then we will um, learn the halacha. Anybody want to start? Please. We're all good? No question, comments? Okay. Let us begin. Says the Chavetz Chaim, day 83. So we said, number one, which was really number three, your intention needs to be for a constructive purpose. So what does the Chavetz Chaim say? He says, at times we are not only permitted to reveal negative information, but we are obligated to reveal negative information. However, we must fulfill the following five requirements. So number one, I'm starting with number one like this. Your intention is for constructive purposes, not a way of venting your personal anger against the caterer, right? Remember we had the case. Your friend is about to hire a caterer. You know that this particular caterer is not reliable and his food is not fresh. So you warn your friend. You have to warn your friend. Only if you are... Um, fulfilling these five requirements. The first one is you're not there to vent or you don't hold a grudge against him and you're only, um, you're only doing this for constructive purposes. And he says two things over here. If you personally had a bad experience with the caterer and you still bear a grudge against him, then you are not allowed to be the one telling your friend about it. In that case, you've got to ask somebody. That's number one. Number two, you may not reveal the negative information to your friend. If you know that your friend will not listen to your advice, meaning he will hire the caterer anyway, then whenever something will go wrong, he will complain to the caterer, oh, I knew I shouldn't have used you. Even my friend warned me about your service. Okay, so that's number one. Everyone got that? So number one is your intentions are for constructive purposes and you're not venting your personal anger against the caterer. Um, if you personally had a bad experience, don't tell, don't tell your friend. And number two, 
Um, once your friend's going to listen to the advice, there's no point to say anything or not listen to the advice. There's no point to say anything. Either he says, yeah, well, I'm not hiring the caterer, so you have nothing to say. And if you know he's going to hire the caterer anyway, then for sure there's nothing for you to say. Because then when something goes wrong, he's just going to say, oh, yeah, here we go. Um, that's number one. I mean, it's number three on this list, but I, I say this is number one. Yes, Rebzev. Yeah, right, so you would have to ask, uh, that's a good point, so you have to ask somebody who would know what you're supposed to do in that case, but you can't say, you can't, you for sure can't say something. You can't say something, you'd have to ask, uh, ask someone, a shyla, ask a rav, ask someone who knows what to do. Correct. You're not telling the person. For sure you can't tell the actual person. Because that's for sure Lashonara, because then he's going to lose the business. The question is, can I go to my friend who's not hiring a caterer and just say, listen, I went through this experience, blah, 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 help me out over here. But no, no one who can be in relation to that, to that caterer. Good question. Very good question, Rubzeb. Yeah. I just want to say a follow-up to, uh, to your... Yeah, let, let's hear. Yeah, so uh, I, I, was, I was thinking about it, I realized it. Take care of the customer, right? I was right. like, I was 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 like going through something. I was in an anxious mood. I was, I was nervous or something. So it wasn't even like it was, wasn't even the person. It was yeah. Amazing. 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 Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Amazing. That's amazing. I respect your uh, your being open and telling us that. Wow, amazing. Okay, beautiful. Okay, number two, we're going to do two more things. I think we did this, but it's okay. It's good to chaz this over. Number two is, which is really number one, is you must be sure that the information which you reveal is 100% accurate. Do not make blanket statements before verifying that they are true. For example, if you only know of one person who had a bad experience with this particular caterer, you could say, I know of one friend who didn't have a good experience with the caterer. However, you may not make a blanket statement. This caterer serves stale food. Unless you verify that this is true, since maybe this was the only one, a one-time occurrence. Okay. Now again, this all comes out, which is, I just want to review this for all of us. This all comes out of, of anger, and it all comes out of revenge, and it all comes out of being hurt, which, is a, which are very normal, appropriate feelings. When somebody hurts you, our natural reaction is to hurt them back. Like, like Nisan is saying, you can't even think straight. When someone hurts you, you could swear that the truth is, I need to take revenge and I need to get that person back. And really what we forget is that ultimately it's us. It's not the other person. That's, the, that's, that's what probably the, the most powerful thing about learning Hilchus Lashon Hara. What learning Hilchus Lashon Hara does to a person 
is it focuses it him into himself and not on the outside. Usually a person is so disconnected from himself and he's very connected to everything else going on on the outside. Our goal, and, and Hashem made a world where He wants us to focus on ourselves. He wants us to focus on how could I, how could I um, build myself up? How could I work on myself? How could I change myself? You know, most people wait around changing, wanting to change everybody, everybody. If my mother changed, if my father changed, if my family changed, if my teacher changed, if the culture changed, if this changed, if my that, if all of that changed, then I'd be okay. If I had a different childhood, then I'd be okay. If I had a different this, then I'd be okay. What is that doing that's changing everything around me? One of the reasons I say that people don't want to, to, uh, to do that, and the reason people are always focused on, this guy's got to change, my roommate's got to change. Why? Because it's much easier if my roommate changes than if I than if I change. It's much harder than I got to change. So it's much easier for me to say, oh, if only my mother would be a better mother, if only my father would be a better father, if only my roommates or whatever situation would be better, then I would be able to X, Y, and Z. The only reason we like to do that is because it takes all the pressure off of us to do anything. Yes, Yaakov. Um, I don't understand. What's the whole thing with like not saying the name? Like, you know, like you could say, like, let's say I just made a bar mitzvah and I'm venting and I'm, and I just make myself feel better, I'm talking negative about a cater, but like, you know, I didn't say the name, but it's just very obvious. Like, how does that work? Like, I was always Same thing, if, if it's obvious, you can't, it's not about saying the name. It's about hurting someone. So if someone can figure out by you saying whatever you're saying, then, then it's the same exact thing. It's not about saying the guy's name. It's about hurting someone else because you're it's upset. Not obvious, it's not Correct. Why? Because I'm not hurting anyone. There, like, we, like we'll learn. If I'm I, still it's, doing it it's, for that negative feeling. Like, oh, oh. still doing it for the wrong reasons. Okay, good. So, okay, good. Beautiful. So, it depends what you're, why you're doing it, and how you're doing it. If I'm doing it to push him down, and I want people to know that he's a terrible guy, that you can't do. If I'm hurt by him, if someone hurt me or I'm going through a difficult time because someone bothers me, my roommate, my this, or my parent, or a teacher, or someone in my life, and I need to vent to someone and open up about what's hard for me, there you're allowed to. Not only you're allowed to, you're supposed yeah, so to. If someone doesn't help you, it's just like good hawk, you know? No, so, if it, so, so good hawk is Lush and yeah, you're not saying the name, you know? It's so good, so, it depends. So, uh, so I'll tell you like that. Beautiful, Yaakov, beautiful. If you are hanging around people and you're talking about, usually, if you're hanging around, quote-unquote, for good hog, people don't care whether, it's, whether there's, you're saying the name or not. Yeah. If anyone really cares, and they just really want to heal, if you want to heal and you want to understand yourself, then you're not going to just hawk about it, quote-unquote. What you'll do is you'll sit down with someone and you'll say, you know what, I'm really hurt by this person. You know what, this person, and, and hopefully the person you're speaking to is also in tune with you to say, yeah, 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 me too, right, right? Or, Yaakov, I hear what you're saying. That, that must be hard for you. Is there a way we can learn from that? Is there a way, depending on, you'll know, we all know the people who we hang around with. We all know the people we're with, whether they're going to help us become more negative, or they're going to help us work on ourselves more. So, um, I, I do want to say as we're, as we're here, um, it's a schus. Um, I, I just have to mention this. 
um, because uh, um, uh, the, the, there's one of the holy Jews uh, of, of our yeshiva, one of the sweetest of the sweet, and his father's here, Baruch Shem, we have two fathers here, right, uh, today. Um, and um, I just have to mention that, um, that you know, the, if, if everyone was... If everyone was, and I know this is going to be a very strong statement to say, but I'm proud to say it. If everybody was like, was like this person, then Mashiach would probably have come already. If everybody's like this person. So everyone's going to say, wow, who is this holy guy? So the reason I'm saying this is because we know the reason Mashiach has not come is because of sinas chinam. is because of hatred amongst people. Um, I don't think there's anyone in the entire planet... We spoke about this right. I don't think there's anyone in the entire planet who doesn't love, not just doesn't hate, but doesn't love um, our holy brother, Danny Lewis. Danny Lewis. So as, so as the Gemara says, I'm sure his father, Rabbi Lewis, knows the Gemara. The Gemara in Yuma says, Ashrei Aviv. Ashrei Aviv, they're different uh, girsos, whether it's Ashrei Hoyrov, Ashrei... Aviv imai, but for sure it says Ashrei Aviv, right? That a person who walks in the world, who's a Kiddush Hashem, you know, one of our goals in life is we all want to smell good. And I don't mean, I mean, it's good to smell good also physically, it's good to smell good. But, but, but it's good to smell good as a person, that people around you get a good experience from you. God willing, your wife, your children, that's the way, right? I've said many times. If you're a grumpy person, so you're going to create little grumpy little kids. That's usually the way it works. Grumpy people uh, create grumpy people. And, and as the Masilsi Sharm says, is that, uh, uh, you know, the, the world is put for us in order for us to uplift the world. Uh, don't be machrev, don't destroy my world. What does that mean, destroy my world? Who's destroying the world? The pshat is, is that when you smile at someone and you're good to someone and your environment around you, your love, and that's really what Lashon Hara is. Lashon Hara is when a person is bad energy. You know those people who just have bad, negative energy. And then you have those people who are sweet, who are loving, who have good energy. So, um, so it's very appropriate uh, that we're learning, you know, that's, that's why it's hard to, 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 to not talk Lashon Hara. One of the reasons it's so hard not to speak Lashon Hara is because you really need to be uh, good with yourself. You really need to love other people and love yourself and have good uh, energy around you. And when a person does that and he learns Torah, a person like we were saying about the Siyam, when a person learns Torah and a person is, is a Jew, and a person smells good to other people. And people say, wow, how beautiful it is to be a Jew. How beautiful it is to be uh, an Erlicha Jew. And that an Erlicha Jew is smiles and is nice, like we say many times, right? Going on a bus, going to the supermarket, wherever you are, is that you, and it's hard. It's hard to upkeep that. It's very hard to upkeep that. Because sometimes you're driving, right? People are driving, you're driving to Mincha, very, very fast to get to Mincha. Meanwhile, you're cutting off people and they're like, look how, look how that guy, you know, look how that guy drives. Look how, look how, look how a from Jew drives like a maniac, right? Oh, but I got to get to Mincha. I got to get, I got to get to Davin Tashem. When a person is careful 
and a person is aware of his inside, and a person is aware of working on his inside and working on himself to be a erlich, a person, to be an honest person, to be a loving person, to be someone who tries. That's why Mitzora, Yaakov, and what you were saying, Mitzora is motzi ra, which means I take out. A Mitzora is someone, after you speak Lashon Hara, someone becomes a Mitzora. Mitzora is from the language of motzi ra, that I take out the ra from within me. When I'm angry at someone else, when I speak and I see negative in someone else, it's all because I have negativity within myself and I gotta learn how to focus on myself. The problem is we don't have, we don't spend the time focusing, we don't spend enough time focusing on ourselves and healing ourselves and loving ourselves. So my humble blessing to you, Danny, and to all of us really, my blessing is that all the love that everyone has for you, you'll have all that love for yourself, for your wife, for your children, because ultimately, then you'll overflow even more. When a person really loves himself, and a person really, really works with himself, and a person learns, let me say it better, when a person learns to love himself, if there's one thing you can try and do, is you can try and work to, to work together with yourself. Most of the times we're our worst enemy. We're the ones who, who really, really, really hurt ourselves, whether we, whether we put our goals too high and, and then we bash ourselves for, for, not, for not reaching those big goals as opposed to negotiating with ourselves. Give yourself a low goal and be successful in that goal. Great teachers, you know what great teachers do? Great teachers help children be successful. That's, that's, that's the best thing a teacher can do is show someone that you can be successful. Success breeds success. And what, what we do to ourselves sometimes is we're our worst enemy because we set ourselves up for failure. A guy says, okay, I got to make a new schedule. Here I go. I'm getting up at 6.30 in the morning. I'm going to jog for three hours. I'm going to do yoga. I'm going to eat salad. I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, you know, meditate for six hours. And then I'm going to learn for three hours. Go to bed at 12, right? And then he, ha- he survives that for a half a day. And then he says, oh gosh, I'll never be able to do that. So all you did was set yourself up for failure. We have to set ourselves up for success. That's what we need to learn to do. To set yourself up for success. Be your best friend. Be your best friend in the fact that that you're there for yourself. You're working with yourself. You're not working against yourself. When you see negativity in another person, instead of being negative about being negative, right? We've spoken about that. Oh gosh, I'm so angry that I'm so negative. So you're negative that you're so negative. Say, okay, it's okay that I see negative in people. It's okay, I'm gonna learn how to love myself more and I'm gonna learn to see the positive. It's something that I have to learn to do. You know, when I see, Yosef, you're back. I see you're back. Okay, you might be a little tired. You might be a little, you're here. You made it. You made it. 99% or 90% of success is just being there. Sometimes just showing up, just showing up to something is successful because you're in it. You're in it, you're trying. That's all we need to do when a person does it. That's really where the, where, where, where the toelis comes from. That when a person realizes, you know what, I, I, there's nothing wrong with me saying something about someone. I care about someone. I wanna help someone get the best caterer. But I first have to check 
where my, like Nisana was saying, I have to first check where my information is coming from. Is it coming from anger? Or, am I, or is it coming from a place where I am able to really, really give the love and give the advice and give the, you know, and, and I want to tell everybody here something also. If you want to be a good father, if you want to be a good father, you're going to have to also know, because what happens is if you grew up with a father who is very, very disciplined, disciplines you a lot, and very, very strong on you. So you're gonna probably go one or two ways. You'll either copy that, and you'll be the same exact thing, or you'll go the opposite way. That's why I always say that, that either way you have to thank your parents. Because if your parents did a great job, you have to thank them. You gotta say, wow, thank you so much. You did a great job. If they didn't do a great job, you gotta thank them because you're, you're gonna learn from them not to do their job. So either way you have to honor your parents. You have to thank your parents that I'm learning so much from you. So what's the pshat? The pshat is, so if your father or your mother was extra disciplined on you, well, we'll go father. I like the father-son thing is much more simple. So if your father was very strong on you and very disciplined on you, so you're going to go one of two ways. You're either going to go extra, you're going to go extra the other way, which is you'll let, oh, I'm going to let my kid do whatever, my, I, whatever he wants because I, I suffered from the discipline. Or you'll be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be, my father did a great job. I'm going to also discipline my children very, very heavy. The problem with that response is that you're not balanced. That's the problem with the response. The problem is, is that when a person understands himself and a person learns himself and a person understands himself, then you can become the father that you want to become, not the father that you have to become just because of your reaction to your childhood. You make a decision what type of father I want to be. You make a decision that I want to be a balanced, I want to be this, I want to be that. That's a decision that you're able to make not just out of reaction. And that's the power when we stop talking Lashon Hara and we stop focusing on everyone else and we say, okay, what is it that I want to do and how can I get to where it is that I want to get to? Okay, we'll learn a little bit. Any question, comments? And then let's just learn a, a few lines of Mesil Tisharim and then we'll call it, a, call it for the day. Yes, Yehuda. Is it, uh, is it like uh, a lot? Is it, is it I got you. It's not, it's not about it's not about what guy. First of all, it's not about Goyim. First of all, especially you live in Israel, it's definitely not about Goyim. Secondly, it's not about. I mean, it's, so it's about Jews. But even if it's not, it's not about them. It's about you. It's about your sensitivity to them. It's not about what they think. It's that they're right. It's not, it's not what they think. You don't have to worry about what they think. You have to know if, if what I'm doing is sensitive. If a person's, da- again, I'm not getting into, right? If a person's davening on a plane and he's, and he's being, in, and he's whipping, right? What are the, I, I think one of the, uh, someone says, what's the first thing you teach a chassan when he gets married, right? Perfect timing, right? Someone's putting on their talis, right? You're, what's the first thing the, 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 uh, a rebbe teaches a chassan 
when he's putting on a talus, what kavana to have? What intention are you supposed to have when you put on a talus? So he said, the intention you're supposed to have is make sure when you whip it around that you don't hit someone in the, in the face. That's your first intention. So it's not what the other person is going to say. It's if I'm driving to go to Minchan, I think that I'm, that I'm all that, or I, I, I can do whatever it is. So it's, it's on you. It's not so much what people are going to say. It's the fact that I'm standing in an aisle, you know, shuckling and having a, you know, all my kavana, but people can't get by and, and people can't serve and the stewardess is getting angry. It's not the shot that, not the shot what she's going to tell other people. It's that I don't want to be a human being. I want to be, I want to smell good. That's someone who smells bad. I don't want to say, okay, Ramchal talks about, right, if you sit in your seat and you put on tefillin, if you drive normally and someone, you know, is going to attack you, okay, that you have to dive into Hashem, that, that, that people look at you, right, we want people to love us and we want people to look at us and say, that's what a beautiful Jew is. But, but I want to make sure that I'm doing my utmost to be sensitive to other people. Does that, does that help? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Right, so you're going to scream and the guy, I'm a hate, you hate me. The guy's like, whoa. Because uh, you want to be the Kireya Gzardin of Shimon Jung, you're going to scream, Amen, you hate me, Rob. And the guy next to you is like, you know, you're, 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 you know, you're, you're pulled, pushing out my ear drum. Like, what, what? You know? so you have, yeah, yeah, keep on going. Go, go, go. Everyone, listen up. You'll learn a lot from Yehuda, not, not from. He learn a lot from his questions of, of finding. Well, he wants to know. He wants to know the truth. He wants to know how to be an erlicha person. Yeah. If I'm at a, at like a doctor's office and, uh, and like I love when this happens, like I love these moments, and like my kid is just starting to just go like a little bit crazy, you know, mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. just doing like a kid thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So I love those moments because. Because like, from a chef, like, I always get into a good zone. Like, like, I'm not going to shush my kid up. Right. Because of what, you know, bad mood, uh, you know, the over here is going to think. Or whatever it is he might say. You know, we're in an environment now. There are other people here. We have to be quiet. Now we have to be quiet because of other, you know, egotistical reasons. But, but, but you're here. And we teach our children that there are other people around. And you can't yell so loud because there are other people here. If you want to yell, mean, well, you, can, you can yell in the house with me, you know, with us. But there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong, right? If you're, if you're, if you're, if Noah's sleeping, right, right, and 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 Henny's is is uh, is screaming. There's nothing wrong with saying, "Shh, we have to be quiet for the baby." It's not, it's not a fill Hashem when Noah's gonna think. The baby. It's teaching. It's teach. Right? Is that? It's teaching a sensitivity. Thank you, Yehuda. I love it. I love it. That, I, I just want to say I can't say it's enough. He sits. He's been sitting here for six years. You sit and you want to work on yourself and be a better person. It takes time and questions and honesty and focus and trying to figure out who you are and how to be the best person that you can be. 
That's how it happens every day. It's not something that just happens. It's something that we have to work on constantly. Okay, yes, the Sano. Yes. Uh, probably. That's the source. Pro- well, the, under the source is the Yetzirah. The Yetzirah doesn't want you to work on yourself. Yeah, because the purpose of being in this world is for me to change myself, not to change anybody else. God didn't put us down in this world to change anybody else. Hashem put us in this world, we could say, for two things. To change yourself and to help other people. Not help other people change. I don't have to help other people change. I can help other people. I can go ahead and, and give someone tzedakah that's helping them. I'm not telling them, right? What happens if someone comes to juggle? Go get a job. Why are you trying to change him? That's what we do. Go get a job. Why? This way I don't have to give him the money and I'm upset that, oh, and I have my whole story of whatever it is. Give him the tzedakah. And God didn't ask you to change, to sit down with him and give him a musr lesson that he's supposed to have a job. He's not absolutely, that's not your business whether he's supposed to have a job or not supposed to have a job. My business is I got to work on myself. I got to get a job. I got to get a better job. I got to work on myself. Somebody else, I'm supposed to help them. I'm supposed to be there for them, not change them. Most people have it wrong. And, I, and, and I've said this many times, that people suffer. People suffer mentally and emotionally when they're not in their own business. When you're not living in your world to change yourself and you're looking to change other people or you're looking to change God, you're looking to change the weather, you're looking to change the government, you're looking to change that group of people, you're looking to change anybody else, that at that moment you will begin to suffer. The second a person stops doing that and a person says, I got to... I got to change myself. I got to work on myself. I got to fix myself. I got to heal myself. That's when you become free. That's when you are free to live the life that you want to live. Yes, Aaron. Um, you're saying, like, so that uh, suffering will come when, um, when, you, like, when you are in other people's worlds and trying to change. Right, people. either God or somebody else. Somebody who I don't mean suffering physical. I'm not talking no, about yeah, like, mental, like mental, emotional with, suffering. Right. Somebody who has uh, like maybe pre-existing anxiety or right. anxiety that will come when they think about like oh they need to change themselves. An immense amount of anxiety, which can also be into a person, is like mental suffering can come because it's like okay, I have this vision of myself. How am I going to get there? And right. there's like a crumbling sense of right. anxiety, right. especially on a right. day-to-day basis, if right. you have a certain goal and you miss that goal and you're trying to kill your right. inner, your inner world, but you're trying to change it, but then the, but then maybe it could be the person has an anxiety disorder okay. or this or that. Okay. okay, great. We'll talk, so we'll talk for a few minutes about anxiety. It is not, not, no one, everyone loves talking about anxiety. I love talking about anxiety because I suffered from anxiety for many, many, many years. I didn't even know, now it's already popular, anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. When I was younger and I had anxiety, I didn't even know what anxiety was. Um, And I suffered for many, many years with anxiety, I didn't even know. I thought, just I'm supposed to feel terrible all the time. I'm supposed to just feel the way I felt. So the reason I love talking about anxiety is because um, I know how painful it is to have anxiety and how liberating it is 
not to have anxiety. So I just want to want to say two things. Number one, people do have anxiety disorders. So we're, I'm not talking about people who have an anxiety disorder. Somebody who has an anxiety disorder needs to speak to a psychiatrist and needs to probably take medication and has to understand that I have an anxiety disorder, which could be people have anxiety disorders. That's number one. So we're not talking about someone who has an anxiety disorder. Let's talk about a classic case of anxiety. A person walks into a room with a lot of people, social anxiety, right? So there are off the charts social anxiety where it's too much, where a person's gonna shake, he'll throw up, or he won't come to wherever he's gotta go to, whatever it might be, those might be extreme cases. A person who walks into a room and is uncomfortable, a person who is, uh, meets someone for the first time and is uncomfortable, that's where the shot of whiskey comes in. Why do we take our first shot of whiskey? Why do we, right, I was at a, I was at a wedding recently, and what did I see a bunch of guys the Hassan's friends, they're there, they're ready to go to the dance, and everyone before, Mamish, I saw it, great guys, everyone around the table did the same thing. They filled up their glasses, right? Been there, done that, myself. Filled up their glasses, and just before they went to the dance floor, you know, they took, they took the, extra, the extra swig of whatever it is, right? Why do they do that? They did that because they want to be more comfortable on the dance floor, right? They want to feel good, I want to get more into it. Right? That's a cause. That's a cause. The reason we do that is because we think that there's something wrong if I'm uncomfortable. We think there's something wrong with me. If I walk into a room, right, people say, I'm going on a date for the first time, or I'm going to meet this person for the first time, and I'm so, so, so nervous and I'm anxious. I'm like, that's awesome. You're supposed to be anxious, you're supposed to be nervous. If you weren't, if you weren't nervous, there would be something wrong with you. It's healthy for a person to be nervous when he meets other people. It's healthy for a person to be nervous when he walks, right? A person walks into a party and he wants to go ahead and be like, ah, hugging, you know, ah, I'm the man, right? I'm the mayor of the, of the party. I'm the party, right? So why do we do that? That's why we drink. So I can be all free, loving, flow loving. Meaning there's nothing wrong with saying, you know what? I'm a little bit nervous. I'm a little bit nervous. So there's something called appropriate anxiety. That's called appropriate anxiety. If I'm worried about my future and I'm worried about my life and I'm anxious because I'm not putting out what I'm supposed to be putting out in life, that's very good. That's a good, healthy anxiety. If I'm worried about what everybody thinks all the time and I'm worried that God's gonna kill me every second or I'm worried about other people or circumstances that are beyond my control, then that's something that a person can question of maybe he's got to focus on himself. But the, the anxiety that you're talking about is, how am I going to become a successful person in life? How am I going to make money, get married, and deal with my life? That is awesome. That is awesome. You know why? Because there's what to be anxious about. There is what to be nervous about. If you're not sure how you're going to get married, make a living, be an Ehrlich person, and be a healthy person who doesn't speak Lashon Hara, who doesn't hate people, who's someone who's a very healthy, functional, great, awesome guy, there is what to be anxious about. And you've got a lot of work to do to get there. As opposed to, oh my gosh, 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 and you're not getting down to what you have to do. Does that make sense? 
Thank you, Aaron. Aaron, amazing. Aaron, amazing. And I, and I think, I want to say this, this is very important. I think people really miss that point because usually a person who thinks a lot, who's anxious a lot, has to really, now again, I'm not talking about if you have an anxiety disorder, right? That, that, a lot of people have that nowadays. But I'm talking about, it's really a lot of times like really going in there and, and, and analyzing, getting yourself a notebook and writing down, because anxiety is thoughts, that's all it is. It's thoughts and thoughts and thoughts. So what am I worried about? Maybe I have to prove to my parents. Maybe I have to prove to society. Maybe I'm worried I'm going to be poor. Maybe I'm worried that I won't be successful. Maybe I'm worried I'll be homeless. I'm like, okay, whoa, 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 slow down. You know, you get a clear, that could help you very much. Okay. Um, okay, I guess we can wrap up. as the We'll wrap up with the Masil Shasharam where he says, we, we spoke, uh, I, I don't know if it was yesterday or, or a few days ago, where where we, we quoted the Mesil Sharm saying, One of my, a very powerful line in the Mesil Sharm is that when a person is able to recognize um, the priorities of life, and, and it's hard, it's very hard when a person, as we say, mace, the letters mace, mem, tough, are either mitzvahs and Torah, or mammon and taiva. Mem is either mitzvahs, or mem is mammon, and tough is either Torah, or tough is taiva, which they connect, alpi the gra, I'm not gonna get into that now. That's where I came up with that shot. But when a person realizes that one day I'm going to die, and a person goes with that in mind, and a person knows that I'm on this planet for a limited amount of time, and it's time on this planet. I want to say something. You don't have to wait till you're 50 years old to start thinking like this. The earlier you start thinking about death, I'm not talking about in an unhealthy way. I'm talking about if a person realizes that, yes, I'm going to die at some point, and you don't know how long. I've said this many times. A guy says, oh, I'm 20 years old. I got all the time in the world. You don't know how long you're going to live. A 40-year-old can have more time than you have because you're going to die at 50 and he's going to die at 90. So he's younger than you. So you think, oh, I'm 19 years old. I'm 25 years old. I'm 18 years old. I got, I got a whole life ahead of me. First of all, you don't know how long you have ahead of you. That's number one. You have no idea. So you're going to wait till this, that, blah, blah, blah. That's hard. But to, the more a person thinks, the more a person thinks about death, and he thinks about the reality of one day. One day I'm not going to be here. One day I'm not going to, to uh, be uh, having this party that I'm having. I'm not going to be enjoying this life that I'm enjoying. There's something much deeper. There's some, something much greater than what I can imagine. And when a person doesn't focus on that, you know, they say that, they say that when a person dies, that they're left with all their desires that they have in this world. They say that's part of the Gehenna. Part of the Gehenna is that if a person dies with all of his desires and he never worked on his desires, he never worked on his whatever it is, so then when he's dead, he still is left with all of these desires and all of these things and he can't fulfill them. That's part of, they say, Gehenna. Part of the Gehenna is, is that you can't do anything about it. But if a person lives his life connected to the MS, and connected to Torah, connected to Hashem, connected to Hashem that you are connected 
to the source of life, to eternity, to what really life is about, then death and life are really the same, sort of the same thing. You could live olam haba in this world because my pursuit, if my pursuit in this world is a pursuit of being mechazic people, of, of not giving in to my desires, of learning Torah, davening, thinking about Hashem, having gratitude. So then that's really what life, that's really what the, the, your next life is going to be filled with as well. If a person's whole entire, now again, I just want to say this very clearly. The gashmias and the physical things that we have in this world, we need. Hashem made us and put us in a world to have a bed and to have food and to have a basketball court and to have things that help us physically. But the question is, what is my pursuit? What, is my, what am I running after? They say rutzon is from Lushan ruts. Rutzon means what do I want? What do I run after? You could have two same people. You could have two people eating the same meal, running to lunch. And one person is that he waited the whole Seder to get to lunch. And another person is, okay, I'm going to eat lunch and I'm going to enjoy lunch. I had this, I actually had this um, last night. My wife is so funny. I can't, I can't believe I'm bringing this up, but it just hit me very, very strong. My wife made this like, like um, mushrooms and potatoes and I was sitting there um, eating it. I came home late, late. I came home when I usually come home. I came home and it was more on the later side and um, I was very hungry. And I, and I was eating and my wife made these special mushrooms with these potatoes and my wife, my, my kids were downstairs so I had a few minutes to just, you know, spend a few minutes, how are you, talk, and I'm sitting here eating. And my wife's like, I hope it's okay that I'm saying it, I'm sure it's fine. My wife's like, slow down. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. She says, I put the spice in there and the, and the mushrooms and the this. She's like, slow down. I'm like, you know what, you know what? That's one of the reasons we have a wife, to give me a little musser. She was giving me good musser. And she's saying, slow down. And this is what I did, I promised. I wasn't in a fancy restaurant. I said, she's right. And I took a mushroom and I ate it and I closed my eyes. Seriously, I closed my eyes and I was like, you know, like those people who take the wine and they go like, mm, you know, that I, I wouldn't know what I'm talking about. But I did that with the mushroom and I'm sitting there like, hmm. I was like, wow, this actually tastes good. I took another one. She's like, slow down. And I was like, maybe a minute or two minutes. I'm being serious. I'm out, and I thought of Rukhaim Kanievsky. So I was like, I thought of Rukhaim Kanievsky. You know what I thought? Because I've always said this. The tzaddikim enjoy food more than we enjoy food. Why? Because I was thinking about it. What do I usually do? I'm eating, I'm eating, I'm listening to someone. You could be on your phone. You, you missed the whole meal. Here I had two, three mushrooms that were like, wow. I felt like I was drunk with mushrooms. Because what did I do? I went ahead and I took 30 seconds, 15 seconds, and I slowly savored the taste of something so simple. Besides the fact that my wife, you know, I was a great husband, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, you're the best, great mushrooms. And she's like, yeah, that's, a, that's for the Shalom Bayes year. But I didn't do it for the Shalom Bayes. I did it for my, for my taivas. But what's the pshat? The pshat is that Hashem created the world for us. So why did I think of Rukhaim Kanievsky? Because Rukhaim Kanievsky, I'm sure when he eats, or the tzaddik, when they eat, they enjoy, that's the joke, I always say it. The joke is, is that the tzaddikim, and if you go in the right way, you'll enjoy the gashmias better. That's the joke. 
the joke that's on everybody is they think, well, I have a choice that I have to make. I'm either going to be a really holy Jew and I have to sacrifice this world or I'm going to be a real big taiva and I'll sacrifice God and my soul for the next world. No, 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 you got it all wrong. If you do it right, you enjoy this world more than anybody else enjoys this world. It's just where is my focus? What is my focus? Am I running or I'm able to be present? I'm able to enjoy food. I'm able to enjoy a conversation with my wife. I'm able to enjoy life. <laughs> That's what Hashem put us in this world for. He put us on this world to enjoy this world. People don't enjoy this world. Someone who's running after physical things doesn't enjoy this world. People who are running after ruchnius, they enjoy this world. Hashem will help all of us. We should be zocha, as it's uh, Adar. Adar is a very holy time. Adar is like Elul. It's for a different time because it's really the last month, even though this one's not really the last month, but it's really a zman of tshuva. It's brought down that Adar is a zman of tshuva. It's a time to really introspect because Nisan is the first of the months. Nisan and Tishrei are, are one of the same. Elu ve'elut, as Rabbeinu Tam says. Elu ve'elut divrelechem chayim is that the world was created both on Nisan and, and Tishrei as the same. One was b'machshava, one was in action. It's not, not the time for him for that right now. But Tishrei and, and Nisan are the same and Elul and Adar are the same. They're very similar months. Hashem should help all of us. We should be Zoha as we always say. And there's nothing, there's nothing more to say this. There's not, I can't say this too many times. The, the, the only thing we have, Hayom in Bekolo Tishmo. That's all we have. All we have is today. That's, all we have. That's what Rosh Chodesh teaches us. Rosh Chodesh teaches us that it doesn't matter what we've done. It doesn't matter our past. It doesn't matter how many Averis we've done. The greatest tshuva ain't va'ata with an I in El Alashan tshuva. Tshuva is starting over. You want to know what tshuva is? Rabbeinu Yona says in Yisoda tshuva. You want, anybody here wants to do tshuva? You know how you do tshuva? You start new. That's tshuva. Okay, there are other steps to tshuva. But Rabbeinu Yona and everyone says the medrash ain't va'ata Alashan tshuva. You want to do tshuva? Start fresh. Start Rosh Chodesh and say this month, I'm going to kill it this month. I'm going to have an awesome month. And how do you have an awesome month? But also a month by taking one day at a time. Elevate yourself a little bit. When next time you eat, I, I'm, I'm giving the musr to myself. You'll enjoy your food more. When you go to eat that mushroom, when you go to eat that thing, just close your eyes for a second. Take a second. Do a little, just do that once a day, once a week. Just enjoy yourself a little bit more. That could be tshuva too. That could be tshuva too. We think tshuva is learning more, davening more. That's also true. Tshuva could be, look at the gift of life that Hashem gave me. Ah, let me smell, let me smell the roses, let me, let me be thankful for a moment in time of the blessing of life. Have a wonderful month, everybody, a wonderful day, and uh, we should be zochah to do tshuva, all of us, all of us and the Jewish people.